All right, back with Ecclesiastes, finally. Sorry again for the delay. It seems like these are becoming all too common. But I promise, only, I really, really promise this time, so that's too really, that we're going to be a little bit more consistent. I think we'll have a chance to probably record a few tomorrow, and then we'll be probably off for a little bit because you've got some weddings and stuff but I know it's it's really difficult to stay with a book while there's ups and downs in it so I do apologize for that but uh, one and two is up already so if you haven't listened to that chapters one and two it's pretty cool we did a I did a little breakdown of why that this is I'm not gonna say it why this is my favorite book Heidi said it for me but today of why and how these statements uh even though written by king solomon they are definitely inspired by jesus himself and it's a funny it's a funny book that a lot of people don't know what to do with but it's very clear if you just look at it in the right light so we'll jump into chapter three if you want to take a minute to say a prayer And then, of course, if there's anything at all that we can do for you, anything that we can lift up in prayer, counsel, questions, provisions, whatever it might possibly be, go to APHomeChurch.com, and all of our info, it's all there. For the first first time listening, the reason why I always hesitate before I tell everybody to pray is because for a long, long time, I would always slip up. And say, take a prayer instead of <laughs> said, take a minute to pray. And, so and it was hilarious that it became a thing, and I was going to make t shirts, and then all of a sudden he got it together and stopped doing it. So now every time when we go to say it, I just stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why there's a weird pause in between every yes, single one. Yes, because I'm creepily staring at him every time he says it now. All right, so again, if you haven't listened to the first two chapters, go, go ch- chapter by chapter, verse by verse book by book in really weird order sometimes yep Ecclesiastes chapter 3 for everything there is a season a time for every activity under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to cry and a time to laugh A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. Alright, so that's... Good look at the seasons of life. Life, there is a, a time for everything. There's the just the general ups and downs of life. That's why Lex, our friend who joins us, does Mary More Than Martha with me, and her and her husband join us on podcasts and stuff. But that's why she named her blog In His Season, mm-hmm. you know, because so often in life, I feel like, you know, especially we get busy with this or busy with that, you know, when the kids are little, you're so focused on doing all the things that take for them and right. then they're older and you're so focused on that. And the next thing you know, they're growing out of the house. I mean, just we watch how the seasons 
they just move through so quickly. I mean, it's like in the blink of an eye. Like now, all of a sudden, it's going to be like 90 degrees next week. And we're like, <laughs> how, I guess summer's here. You know, you just look at how quickly these seasons, the literal seasonal, you know, seasons with that we have throughout the year and then with your life though but there is there there's a time for every activity and just being present in your season of where god has you right yeah, it's now it's very important in life it's so important. and one thing that this hits to me too and it, or it, it just really speaks to me is that this goes against the world mm -hmm. again because yeah you know we'll 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 say that in a cliche way but it's you know, it's this overwhelming form of positivity. If you're not constantly mm -hmm. positive in yeah. everything, that there's something wrong, and that's not the way that you should be. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not the case at all. I mean, obviously, you don't want to stay in that state, but there is a time for everything. Yeah. And this, you know, this goes against the the grain or what the world tries to throw at us well, constantly. Well, I feel like from a world sense, we're constantly wanting to be a self-help book, a motivational sure. speaker. Like that's what everything ultimately goes to, even within the Christian realm of stuff. But I think it's very clear. I mean, the things that the wisest man has listed here, some of them are good things and some of them kind of aren't good things, you know. But, but his point is, is there's a season for each one of those things. And so instead of focusing on the motivational the self-help of whatever season you might find yourself in right now god knew and whatever you would be in this season right yeah your so, season doesn't identify who you are or identify no, where and, but like, i think instead of our focus is always if it's a good season we want to make it great we want to make it last forever you know or whatever sure. because we're so invested in the sure. world and our, our worldly sure. good and if it's a bad season again we're still wrapped up in the world so we want to how do i make it better how do i you know you know that's where our focus is but i think he makes it well, very clear it's that funny yeah because we, we 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 do we want you know all these good things and we know that only Sorry for the rooster, but they only the father is truly good. Mm -hmm. So that's the only that's the only time that we're gonna have, you know, time for all this, the good and, and that. And we don't we don't like your your point was is we you don't embrace your season and you we constantly worry about our season and and if we should be in there if we should and, and you know and these things and. You know, I think this just this is just saying that you know there there is a season for every every period of life. There's a <laughs> dispensation for every part yeah, of I life. But I think, and it shows and, too that we need to remember, just like our seasons, right? The seasonal changes between you know, there's nothing that you do to make winter end and spring begin. You don't pick when that change happens. Only God picks mm -hmm. when that change happens. Come on, now we're all. Last week, Colorado just got flooded with a ton of snow. You know what I mean? Like right. you look at the crazy weather. Like we don't control that. God controls that. And just like with the season of life that you're in, you can't make your season change any sooner than you can change the the color of hair growing out of your head yeah you know you what i mean can. like you can't change those things so instead we need to stop always looking to embrace and live right. our best life which is nonsense as opposed to with rolling and with take it and, the and, season right 
that God has put you in because he's the one who controls this. So take the season that he has put you in right now. Right, because we, we naturally want to control this we, this yeah. season. We want to better this season. And maybe this season is meant to get you to a better place. Sure, of course. But it's not of your control. Sure. And I think in actually in verse 9 going on here, I'm going to go ahead and continue and read because he sums it up perfect with showing this whole scope of this. He says, what do people really get for all of their hard work? Mm-hmm. I have seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. Mm-hmm. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. For these are gifts from God. So matter, no matter where you are in your season, mm-hmm. you're happy with where you are. Yep. There's a time in this, you know, like I just said, there, we don't want to, you know, we want to be happy all the time. This is the world's, you know, just overwhelmingly positive things that they're throwing out there. And there's a season for that, yes, but that can't be uh, our focus. But what our focus is is on eternity and god and the fact that there's and that's where our that's where our happiness is and we can have happiness in this life with our eyes on that because mm-hmm. you just learn to just roll with you roll with whatever season mm-hmm. that god puts you in and uh we definitely love that verse you have to be careful with it but we love it and people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor for these are gifts from god mm-hmm. amen this is that's in a very extremely abused verse unfortunately i've been watching a lot of false teaching this week so yeah, don't use that to be a glutton and a drunkard yeah that's that's you know yeah on that side or we can use it for prosperity you know mm-hmm. right saying that it's okay to buy two thousand dollar sneakers and and fly in a private jet and and claim to be a preacher yeah so there, there's a little there it's fine if, common if sense money. understanding yeah. here yeah but uh at the heart of it there i mean eat and drink enjoy what you know it's almost like you have to learn you have to learn how to use this life mm-hmm. because you know it's like it's a rent-a-car mm-hmm. yeah so your time here on this earth is like having a rental car yeah and you know what dry in a sense because there's this, as we just read, there's a season for everything. But in the way of doing everything for the glory of God, mm-hmm. drive this rent-a-car for as many miles as you can. Sure. You know what? Just trash this thing. <laughs> not, not in a, you know, not, not in the way that, not, in a, not in a bad way, but use it all up. You know, wear the tires off of this thing. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it you know what you can in whatever way god puts in front of but you your in your focus must be on god yes. not on this Mm-mm. because this none is of this car. is is nothing he's we just read he's planted eternity in our hearts that's what you're looking for mm-hmm. that little piece of what's in your heart is what you live for every day and then you just learn to just roll with this life and use it use it it's 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 meant to be used in a in a in a way that's for glory not for dishonor but use it and just 
your focus just has to be correct. So verse 14. I know that because... You started marking yourself so you don't yep. get lost. If you're new here, I'm horrible at keeping my spot. Verse 14. You will be shouting into whatever you're listening to this on. Verse 14, Brandon, come yeah. on. Like I'm never listening to this. Why is this even on here? Anyway, verse 14. And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken from it. You can't do anything about your situation. Nope. That's ad lib for me. Continuing in 14. God's purpose is that people should fear him. Which we have lost all knowledge of. We have no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. 15. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Okay. <laughs> Highlight that verse. <laughs> Circle it. It means what it says. It's There is not one thing that is new. And this includes all these, you know, news headlines, all these things that you guys are so surprised. We talk about, oh, I can't believe how how horrible this has gotten. Like, yes, this is increasing without a doubt. But at the same time, none of this is new. No. You can read the Bible and you can read through the Old Testament and you can see that Israel is same exactly story. the same story. And the same things that are going on now were going on then. Mm -hmm. The same kind of apostasy, the same kind of immorality, the same kind of, uh, you know, the just the same, same things. So in, in, in this life, that's the way that it goes. So there is no, again, going against the world, there's no future in that. There, it's, just a, it's just a wheel that just keeps spinning. Going back into 16. I have also noticed that under the sun there is evil in the courtroom. Yes, even the courts of law are corrupt. See, See what I just... Yeah, it's just that... Go, reference verse 15. Mm -hmm. Okay, nothing is new. Even the courts were corrupt. Mm -hmm. Verse 17. I said to myself in due season, God will judge everyone, both good and bad, for all their deeds. I also thought about the human condition, how God proves to people that they are like animals. For people and animals share the same fate. Both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. They came from dust and they return to dust. For who can prove that the human spirit goes up and the spirit of animals goes down into the earth? So I saw that there is nothing better for people than to be happy in their work. That is our lot in life. And no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. To be happy with our work does not mean to make your career or your work an idol. Absolutely not. Just to clarify. No, Because I've seen not. that taken out of context many times. That's... Like, hashtag girl boss. No. Nope. Stop. Not what that means. From a recovering girl boss. So. No, because that would not make any sense whatsoever whoa, if whoa, he whoa. just you sat here. stuff in context over I there. was just going to say, because that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever after he just went through a whole thing. I'm saying that everything is meaningless. All work is pointless and meaningless. 
So how can all work be pointless and meaningless in one sentence and then the very end you're saying that, well, there's nothing better for people to be happy in their work. That is our lot in life. You know that like so, super idyllic picture though that we get when you think back of like, you know, usually it's, you know, in the 1930s, 1940s on a farm somewhere and it's like that picture perfect scene where you go out and like, you work hard with your hands throughout the day and then after a good day's work you sit down and have a delicious meal with your family and then usually there's like a porch and a swing involved you know in this right picture. you think of like charles ingles from like yeah like, like little house on the prairie yeah, like after he got home you know from yeah. like you but, go you work because there is something that god has planted in us that after being out and physically working i'm not talking about like just sitting at a computer screen all day but when you are up and you are physically doing something whatever it may be to your season to get up and to produce something with your hands, right? We are made in God's image and he is a creator. So we all have this, this builder, this creator. Some of us, maybe we're not very crafty and that's not what I'm talking about, but this sense of accomplishment that you have when you get to complete some task with your own two hands and work on something and that feeling you get, that's why whenever you're sure. talking about ways to combat depression sure. and anxiety, sure. go for a walk, get sure. up and do something like those actions. They affect your body. It makes a huge yeah, difference. Yeah. Now we're talking about meaningful things here. We're talking about meaningful work, like yeah. soul work. So like, you know, when, you know, you feel good after, you know, you went and, and, ran into somebody and had the opportunity to 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 talk about Christ or you to share Christ. You have a neighbor in need and you were able to take the kids over and help them. them out. You know, there is no better, that's not, you know, no, we're not celebrating our own works. We're not patting ourselves on the back, but that's, we know that there's, that's, that's the work that we are assigned to do and that's what we are supposed mm -hmm. to do. And it's an honor that God gave us the opportunity to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And that is the type of work that, that it is just meaningful and that he's speaking of again in context because you can't be saying that everything is meaningless and then say that this is your 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 nothing better than this in the same breath if it if if that's really what it means girl boss and you know what kills me and I know this is a popular term now you know that well, I got to feed my family or I got to put food on the dinner table it's mm -hmm. like most of the time, that thought is not even really there. Yeah. Because, number one, your dinner table, your whole family's broken down in the beginning, and you only care about yourself, and this is a self-motivated work. And who provides your daily bread? Um, that would be God. <laughs> right. So if you're motivated by some just got to put dinner on, you know, what am I going to do? Just completely obsessed with that that's not that's not what we're talking about here mm -hmm. that would be the meaningless work mm -hmm. not really like that though. yeah that just the, the exact opposite all right so chapter four. First one. Uh oh this might trigger some conservatives no uh oh no here no. goes the republicans in the here we go Again, I observed all the oppression that takes place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed with no one to comfort them. The oppressors have great power and their victims are helpless. Okay, now I am definitely not, definitely not becoming political with that statement. 
but in the attitude that people have, especially the conservative attitude, mm -hmm. we 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 don't have a large heart. And I'm not making this say something it doesn't here, but they don't have a, a very large heart in the in the form of patience and love. You know all the mm -hmm. stuff that Jesus asks for. Yeah, that is lacking so much because of this attitude that we have to be you know tough and we have to be obscene to make our points and to forward god's kingdom somehow that way mm -hmm. uh, so yeah clarify that <laughs> verse two so I concluded that the dead are better off than the living, but most fortunate of all are those who are not yet born, for they have not seen all the evil that is done under the sun. Highlight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Circle. Put that on a t-shirt, Karen. It is funny, and Brandon and I, we actually have a list of scripture that we think is incredibly meaningful, but never gets to be the popular pick to splash all over t-shirts and signs. Um, but yeah, so I concluded the dead are better off than the living. You don't see that very often. But most fortunate of though are those who are not yet born, for they have not seen all the evil that is done under the sun. Amen, though. That is deep. Yeah. You're, you're like, that's not that's not very happy that doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy preacher tell me good things it, it, yeah yeah but how much good is there in that and this is our fate this is our we sit in a pile of our own crap as humans the human you know humanity and without Christ, there is I mean, the dead very much better off than the living. Those who have not yet been have not seen this crap circle mess that we have. That's pretty deep. <laughs> but I love it. Because it's anti-prosperity gospel. Oh, truth will do that. Imagine. Yeah. Verse 4. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. See, I told you, nothing new is under the... I didn't tell you. He did. Mm -hmm. Solomon did. Nothing is new under the sun. Then nothing will ever be new. It, it's, no. Look, so most people, back when this was written... I mean, this is... This is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. This is a long time before Jesus that this was probably written. And most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. We have a term for that. It's called keeping up with the Joneses. And everybody chuckles about it. But we, we have a term for this. Envying your neighbors. But this too is meaningless like chasing the wind. Verse 5, fools forbid their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. Sorry, I can't help giggling. I'm, you'll have to forgive my giggle. Verse 7, 
I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This verse right here gets to me because this one kind of hits home to me for somebody that's very close to me. Yeah. That I pray for. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, verse 8. This is a case of a man who is all alone without a child or a brother, yet works hard to gain as much wealth as he can, but then asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is also meaningless and depressing. So, if you're single and you find yourself motivated only by work, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you because you're single, but... I'm saying that you shouldn't be motivated by, you know, family and and the Lord definitely and not not self because I think that's just so easy for single people, people without kids, just people you to see do. see with people with kids and they Yeah, or with kids, but can't. I think yeah. But I think most of the time it's it's just single people that that are very very career minded and driven, mm-hmm. and there's again there's nothing wrong with having you know success, but at the same time, you know when you're on your deathbed, you know I just I know that there's I know that there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of isolation in that mm-hmm. just from just personal experiences I've never experienced it but I've talked to people that that have and when they're you know they can when they're at their lowest they will attest that that or they will they will definitely admit that that's true what the heck am I doing this is meaningless I don't have anything so yeah that one if this is you, man, there's, I know there's somebody that cares about you that wishes they could spend more time with you and wishes you weren't so busy. So verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. It is better to be a poor wise youth than an old and foolish king who refuses all advice. Such youth could arise from poverty and succeed. He might even become king, though he has been in prison. But then everyone rushes to the side of yet another youth who replaces him. Endless crowds stand around him, but another generation goes up and rejects him too. So it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. Alright, that was the end of chapter 4. Even King shouldn't get all... Oh, look at me. I'm awesome. Well, I love the point here. I mean, this is something even doing this study with the kids. 
It's all meaningless like chasing the wind. We said, okay, we'll stop and think about it. Can you go catch the wind? And of course, they giggle and laugh. No, can't catch the wind. I said, okay, well, can you chase the wind? Well, yeah, I mean, you could chase mm -hmm. it, right? What's that going to accomplish? Nothing other than make you really tired, which some days is a good can you, idea. <laughs> can you reach out? Can you grab it? Yeah. No, can't. Could you collect it? Could you have a wind collection? No, you can't do any of that. The NLT translates this chasing the wind. It's better translated as vapor. Is nothing. Mm -hmm. Just sure. You know, it's like chasing but in the same after way. nothing. Could you go catch steam or fog or <laughs> anything else Correct. like that? It it doesn't work. Correct. It's just meaningless. So, all right. Well, we will be back tomorrow. Lord willing. Lord willing. So we won't keep having spaces in between these with chapter five and six. But it's such a good book. So yep. And approaching God with care in chapter five. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. Hope you have an awesome day. And if there's anything at all that we can do, seriously, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And otherwise, Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow.